Now they're gone. Yeah, well, we better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is time to turn tail and scurry. Wait, wait, wait. We need to get rid of the four bodies. You're right. Let's put them under here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put them under here. It's horrible. People died. <laughs> We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back. Scared me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. Thy am Josh. Thy. Thy am Lennon always. <laughs> and this is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <If> you <say laughs> so. <laughs> uh, we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have love and passion for these topics. I almost skipped the last line. It's all good. Uh, things that you may have heard of but don't know the full story of yet. I sound annoyed. <laughs> 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 We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research. I'll do the research in this episode, so you don't have to. Yeah, now, a you episode. Yeah, it's a me episode. Now keep your minds open to the possibilities that things may not always be as they appear. Last week, we discussed the events leading up to the fateful night where nine hikers were tragically found dead in a remote snowy pass. This week, we dive into the discovery of their bodies, injuries, and circumstances surrounding their deaths. The Dietlov Pass incident remains a mystery to this day. Now join us as we take a deeper dive into the facts, theories, and evidence surrounding the bone-chilling case and Lennon drinking. You <laughs> full-on heard that. That wasn't that so, loud. <laughs> you'll see when you edit the episode. So I'm sit so back, sorry. relax, and put your tinfoil hats on as we dive into the Diet Love Pass Incident Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> well, I'm going to wet my whistle now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so hard not to laugh the whole time because all of a sudden I thought about, ladies and gentlemen, this Toyota thought. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest shit. <clears throat> Uh, I'm sorry. Do you I didn't want to redo it? I didn't say ladies and gentlemen, did I? You no. son of a bitch. No. Well, my transition says recap last week. So last week we discussed, Lennon discussed, about all nine ep- nine days worth of singing and s- dancing to uh, that tragic night yeah. on February 1st, 1959. Mm-hmm. Yes. For nine hikers. Lots of singing. Lots and lots of singing. It's like a show tune on singing wheels. Singing and mandolin and... <laughs> <laughs> the mandolin is not an no, instrument. No, 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 no. So, let's get into the discovery. Eight days after a tele- the telegram... Did you talk about the telegram? Shit. I did. Okay. All right. Eight days after the telegram was supposed to have been received, on February 20th, 1959, the families of the nine members demanded that a search and rescue operation be done. Now! I went German. (laughs) It's just the go-to. The first search team that was sent was made up of volunteer students and teachers. Later, Army and police helicopters and planes were (laughs) ordered to join the search. Now, on February 26th, 1959, the search team found the abandoned tent. It was badly damaged, and one of the searchers said, I quote, The tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the groups belong, 
belongings and shoes have been left behind, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I put it down, and I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I gotta keep it up. <laughs> you did it backwards. <laughs> I, I, I did it backwards for you, not me. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Investigators said that the tent had been cut from the inside. Mm-hmm. 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 It was, yeah. he was there. He knows. <laughs> cut from inside. He was there. He knows. There, there were nine sets of footprints leading down to the edge of the forest on the opposite side of the pass. The tracks showed that. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know how long you go there. Well, they loved singing. It was just in their honor. I know. I was trying to. Oh God! All right. The tracks showed that they were only wearing socks, a single shoe, or barefoot. And after a thousand six hundred feet, the tracks were covered with snow. Now, which is weird because some of them actually had shoes on. So. Uh, under the large Siberian, under a large Siberian, not the, it's not the one and only, <laughs> it's the one and only. Under a large Siberian pine at the edge of the forest, they found the remains of a small fire. Next to that fire, they found the bodies of, all right, you ready, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not as well rehearsed as London in this, so. Kvanishenko, say it, help me out. Kvanishenko. Oh, that far off. Kvanishenko and Doroshenko. We're found. No, no, what the fuck is it? I'm just kidding. Just stop it! Let me just open my notes so I can see which one you're <laughs> yeah. trying to say. Kronoshenko. Kravanashenko. Kravanashenko. Okay. The bodies of Kravanashenko and Doroshenko. Yeah. We're found there. Yeah, they were. They were shoeless and dressed in only their night t-shirts and underwear. Fucked up. Well, it was. Or was it? Well, there's an explanation for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. We get into all that. I know. The branches on the trees were broken up to 16 feet high. They were not the right line, which could have been because of some one of them climbing a tree to see where the camp was or yeah. see their attacker or Yeti or UFO or maybe. Just trying to get their bearings. Maybe they were climbing the tree to get some dry wood. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, the driest one is the top. <laughs> Don't you know that? Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Between the pine tree and camp, investigators found three more bodies. They were Dietlov, Kolm- Kolmogorova. Fuck me. Help me. Kolmogorova. Ah. They were Dietlov, Kolmogorova, and Slobodin. Slobodin? Slobodin. 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 I just keep saying his name. Maybe he'll appear. <laughs> can ask them what the fuck happened. Dude, what the fuck went down? <laughs> uh, they were all posing. Yeah, they were all in poses suggesting they were heading towards the camp. Mm-hmm. Tent. Camp. Tent. Tent. They were all in poses suggesting they were heading back to the tent. Mm-hmm. The bodies were found 980 feet, 1,570 feet, and 2,070 feet from the tree mm-hmm. where the other two bodies were found. And this was. So it's like they died, you know. And this was down a hill by the creek that was near there, right? I I did not read that. It is. Okay. Sorry. I. This is. The the tree was by the creek down oh, the hill. I'm, I'm sitting here like I thought they were going up the fucking. They were going to no. the. Right. And uh, those, confused and it, and those ones are found up the hill between the camp and the creek. Yes. That's what I was saying. Yes. Okay. I misunderstood you. I thought you meant the three bodies were found by the creek. I was like, I don't think so. Uh, uh, All right. We're good. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. 
All right, well, let's move on. The remaining members of the party's bodies, the remaining members' bodies of the party, took another two months to find. And on May 4th, may the 4th be with you, that's Spock. Anyways, 1959, they were located 13 feet under the snow in a ravine that was 246 feet from the pine tree. Three of the four were better dressed than the other, with signs that some of the clothing had been removed from those that died first to be used by the others. Dubinina was wearing Krovoshenko's Guys, I'm going to just keep fucking up on the word, their, their names. I'm not good with Russian names, okay? Kravanashenko. Unless we're talking about um, Rom- Tasha Romanov. You couldn't mm. even do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked. Okay. So, what the fuck? Dubinina was wearing Kravoshenko's burned, torn trousers, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket. So now let's investigate. You and me. Okay. Ready to go? We're going to go to the tent to start with, okay? The entrance of the tent. This is a quote, and I didn't write who the fucking quote was about, so I think it was the investigator. I like it. The entrance to the tent was looking south. The north part was covered with 15 to 20 centimeters of snow. It was concluded from general appearance and density that it was not a result of an avalanche. I repeat, it was concluded from general appearance and density that it was not a result of an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that gets on later. Mm-hmm. But blown by the wind near the tent, a pair of skis were sticking out of the snow. They couldn't remain like this if there was an avalanche. Exactly. Sorry, I spoke out again. It's okay. Blah. And at the end of the tent, entrance of the tent, in the snow was an a- ice axe. Near the ice axe was lying Dietlov's jacket. In the pocket was a pen, pen knife. What's a pen knife, by the way? I'm sorry. Is that just a That's pen a with knife a knife? Disguised as a pen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sorry. I read that. I forgot to look it up. On a carabiner and a pocketbook with Zina. Oh, fuck me. Kolmogorova. Kolmogorova. Kolmogorova's. With, uh, that, with Zina's photo inside. Zaneda. <laughs> Z- Zaneda. It just says Z-I-N-A. Oh, that must be short. Yeah. Sorry, Ellie Zina, for Zanetta, whatever. Call my girl. <coughs> Her photo's inside. That's all that, 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 that was that. Oh, the objects oh. didn't shed any light about what happened, but it was strange that Dietlov took off his jacket outside the tent. Mm-hmm. His side of the tent was cut from the inside and used for an exit instead of the main ent- entrance exit area. Yeah. Which, this would suggest that they were trying to leave in a hurry or something was blocking the entrance. One of the shit. Possibly. Could it be? Their only source of shelter. Yes, sir. And they were left with the last resort that they had to destroy it to escape the inside of it. Exactly. No explanation. Or is there? Items found in the tent. Ready? Yeah. Left of the entrance. Almost all the footwear was piled up. Right of the entrance. Two buckets. Flask with alcohol. Two large axes. One small axe. Cooking pots. Rasp in its sheath. Suspended stove, bags of biscuits and piece of and, and a piece of loin. I'm guessing that's um, like pork loin, like food. Mm. I don't think not it's a, a loin, loin cloth. cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Center of tent, right of the entrance, was two pairs of shoes, and far part of the tent was stored food. 
cereals, cans, um, sugar, and wood for the stove. Wood for the stove. Get love <laughs> created a suspended. <laughs> what? Wood for the stove. <laughs> So Dietlov created a suspended stove, which had uh, a suspension chimney that went vented out the back of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the search party found them on the floor of the tent. I need to roll down and went to the next page. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't continue my thought until I went down. So that this stove, they had suspended, I think, with a... Like a um, <laughs> oh shit the ship's coming so they had it suspended with a string or a rope or something okay and the chimney went out the back up high yeah so you had coals it makes it sound like there was coals you know up high but it wasn't up high was it no fire doesn't burn from the top there no you? Well, you can put a fire up here in a fucking stove. Yeah. It doesn't matter where the fire or where the stove is. I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. He made a stove. And yes, it's I know that. It's yeah, a yeah. suspending yes. stove. Yeah. Means it's hanging. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm just trying to say. It's not. I thought they were asking me something. No. I was like, <laughs> fire doesn't burn from the top. Like, no. It's all in the stove. It's, it's, it's dangling up there. Yes. You know, like it could fall and maybe dump its contents or something. <sighs> what was the name of it? <laughs> was there evidence of it? Uh, we'll get there. Footprints now. Lennon's favorite part. And mine too, because it's fascinating. Footprints. They didn't expect to find the hikers dead, so they were no, there was no attempts to preserve and record the footprints of people around Dietlov's Pass that day. Mm-hmm. There are discussions to this day as to how many people were actually at the pass on that day of the incident. Uh, we can go, we can only go by words of the people involved in the search. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but they did find a, a trackway. Uh, there were nine, eight to nine pairs of footprints left by hikers wearing almost no footwear. Their feet pressed the snow and left a characteristic column of pressed snow with a footprint on top. They walked in single file with a tall man walking in the back. His footprints partially covered the footprints of his friends in front of him. The path of tracks gave the impression of an organized and uneventful descent down the mountain slope. Several trails deviated from the group but then would rejoin and then they had or they did take photos of other footprints discovered but it was hard to tell if they were left by the rescuers someone else or the the group of nine Mm -hmm. hikers conclusion site details i tried to get this like as as professional as i could (laughs) it's so fucking professional (laughs) conclusion site details Mm -hmm. uh this is a quote i got from the extra report they left without, without outer clothes, hats, gloves, and shoes. Only an, except, only an exceptionally serious threat might motivate a group of nine young and physically fit people to urgently leave their tent in the winter evening in a completely uninhabited forest. The question apparently was a retreat down the hill or the immediate and imminent death at the camp. This is not to say that the group was completely unharmed. Hikers left in the tent three axes and three finishing knives, or finish knives. I don't know if this would be finishing or finish, but finish knives. Mm -hmm. And likely they had 
more knives with them since they cut the fir and branch trees later in the night. The danger they faced at the, in the camp was not such that they could be confronted. All right, the danger they faced in the camp was not such that they could be confronted with axes and knives. Sorry, like I said, that was like you did in the last episode. It's translated from Russian, so some of the words were just yes, kind of like exactly. Ooh. So that was their conclusion of the site details. Yes. Um, something I know I'm going to touch on in a little bit, but uh, all this cutting they do, the cutting um, branches and all that, there was never a knife found. Oh, wait, I thought they said, you just read that they had knives with them. No. Likely they had more knives with them since they cut the fir and birch <clears throat> tree later in the night. Okay, but they weren't found with any. <clears throat> they were not found. Nobody was found with okay. a knife. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not saying they didn't have one, but where would the knife be if... Let me just like, tell you It something. just doesn't disappear. How does a beaver chop down the tree there, buddy? He got it with his teeth. <laughs> All right. We're going to have some fun now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let me start with this. We're going to do the autopsy report. The fun is trying to say these motherfuckers' names. Yeah. 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 We're going to go with Yuri. Doroshenko. Bam! I got it! <laughs> he fucking nailed that shit. <laughs> yeah. He was found, he was one of the two found in this, under the cedar tree. Mm-hmm. He was wearing, I'm going to go through what they all wear, some of the notable injuries, um, any other notable things, and then I'm going to report conclusion, what they died from, okay. and anything else. Okay, so that's the format I'm going with for the autopsy. It took for fucking ever. It took a minute? It took a minute. Yuri likes wearing Gucci. Well, what? (laughs) (laughs) The brand. Yuri Doroshenko was wearing sleeveless cotton undershirt, short sleeve checkered shirt with a six button fastened, six buttons fastened, Jesus, shorts and swimming trunks. It's a weird one. Blue (laughs) cotton underpants fastened with two buttons. He was wearing a different set of wool socks on both feet. Socks on left foot were burned. No shoes. So, that's what he was wearing. He was dressed up to the nines and Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Ear, ears, nose, and lips covered in blood. Swollen upper lip. Mm-hmm. Right cheek, soft tissue, covered with gray foam. Gray liquid coming, f- gray liquid coming from his open mouth. Mm-hmm. Most apparent cause is pulmonary edema. Soft tissue on both hands and fingertips are essentially dark purple. All fingers and toes are severely frostbitten. If he had survived, he would have had them amputated as there was no saving them. Minor, multiple scrapes and bruises. Um, this was back when I was writing literally every single injury they had, and then I realized, okay, just say frostbit. Just say they had frostbit. Anyway, gotcha. multiple and bruises. Liver mortis spots were located on the back of the neck, torso, and extremities, which was not consistent with the position of the body in which it was found. This means the body was moved some time after the blood stopped circulating. So after they died, someone moved them. Mm-hmm. So a report conclusion was that they, the cause of death was hypothermia. Okay. Small amount, smaller amount of urine in the bladder than what it would be expected to be in case of hypothermia. Hypothermia. The body was still making an effort to fight the freezing at the time of death. The hypothermic death cases, in hypothermic death cases, I think they just forgot the end, Mm -hmm. uh, they have significantly more urine in the bladder. 
the foamy gray fluid that was found on the right cheek of the deceased started the speculation that before death someone or something was pressing on his chest cavity. The forceful method was common for interrogations by the NKVD, which is the Stalin secret police, and special forces. Mm-hmm. The cause could also be a nasty fall from a tree. Mm-hmm. The aspect uh, was ignored in the final paper that uh, read cause of death was hypothermia. Mm-hmm. So they ignored the, um, the, the trash, whatever, just, the, the what I just fucking read. God yeah. damn it. Words didn't work. Yes. <laughs> but could have been falling from the tree. So maybe he was one of the ones climbing. That was a he, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe he was one of the ones climbing the tree and mm. just fell out of it. 16 feet up. That's pretty branch high. is broken. 16 you know. feet up is pretty high. I mean, that's good enough. <sighs> that's, that's Especially when you're fucking frozen and mm-hmm. barefoot. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. I don't think he croaked in the tree. <laughs> croaked. Rabbit. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, next we have Yuri. Oh, got this guy again. Hold on. Krivonishchenko. Oh, I don't even need it. Say it again. Yuri Krivonishchenko. 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 Yuri Krivonishchenko, the second guy found underneath the cedar tree. He was wearing an undershirt. Long sleeve checkered shirt, swimming pants, long underwear, and lo- a torn sock on his left foot. No footwear. No footwear. No footwear. They neither were wearing footwear. Oh. Um, found the, uh, the body. Yeah, yeah. When it was found. Yeah. Diffuse bleeding in the right temporal and occipital region due to damage to temporalis muscle, and bruising around the temporal bone. Sorry, I, had a, I just figured I'd do the visual for the audio. Tip of the nose is missing. No traces of blood, meaning it was bitten, most probably by animal post-mortem. The deceased was found face up. You look you, confused. Your first, your first guy. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, my first guy was Yuri Doroshenko. Okay, so both the Yuris were found next to each other. Yes, they were. <laughs> that was the connection I was making in my head. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that too, but I didn't say anything. And both Shankos. I know. Gotta be so confused. Yuri Shanko. Which fucking one? Yuri! <laughs> <laughs> All right, palm of the right hand, blush red color, dark brown spot wound with, jag- with jagged edges at the base of the thumb. In the middle of the phalanx... One of the fingers, four to five cutaneous wound. Four to five wounds with hard edges and charred surfaces. Okay. Uh, so that could have been maybe a stove incident. You never know. Just saying. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I don't uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> so dark brown abrasion on the front of the right femur and tibia. Dark brown red abrasions on the front inner left thigh. Edema on the left leg and foot. Burn in the area the size of 31 to 10 centimeters on the entire outer surface of the leg. Bleh, of the leg. Large brown abrasions on the right shin. Patches in area... Uh, 10 to 4 centimeters. Sorry, I didn't do any of these conversions in, out of centimeters. So. Oh, good. Of brown-red edema peeling from the back of the left foot. 
mm-hmm. uh, second toe charred to dark brown color, and the toe is dense to the touch. Sounds like, I don't know, something hot fell on his leg or something, and then he quickly, like, punched it off, causing a couple cuts to his hand that were burned. <laughs> I don't know why you're arguing know. with me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make an analysis here. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, report conclusion. Cause of death, hypothermia. Clothes were removed by friends after death in an attempt to stay warm and survive by the others that were alive at the time. This was because in later ones, you'll, um, it says that clothes that were of this person was yeah. worn by somebody else, which would only make sense if they were, yeah. If you're insane mind, uh, if you're of sane mind, and it sucks, but if your friends die and it's negative twenty two out, yeah, they're, it makes they're not sense to need it anymore. Yeah, and. So what they did is it looks like they moved them, mm-hmm. and I think I go over this later, but we'll go over it now too. Uh, they took off the clothes that would help them stay warm, moved the two bodies um, respectfully, covered them, and mm-hmm. uh, so it just seems like it was done by people that actually respect and loved it. It wasn't anything, yeah, vile or yeah, yeah. you know, bad. Now we're gonna get to the three that were found: uh, nine hundred eighty, one thousand five hundred seventy, and then two thousand seventy. Uh, feet away from the tree, towards the tent. Between, yep. Yep. Between the tree and tent, but... Yeah, I'm just going towards the tent. Just building the picture. Gotcha, okay. So, the first one was Igor Dietlov. Good job. Well, that was the easy one. That's the easiest (laughs) freaking name we have. Hey, it's encouragement. He was found 980 feet from the cedar tree, face up, heading towards the tent. Only thing visible of the... uh, Only thing of visible... Above the snow, where his hands clenched in fists in front of his chest. He was wearing an unbuttoned fur sleeveless vest, outer side blue cotton, inner side gray cotton. I, I thought I deleted all those. You guys, <laughs> you guys didn't need to know the colors. I'm sorry about that. <coughs> Shit. I love it. Well, now you know what it looks like. He was wearing a blue sweater, long sleeve red cotton shirt, Blue sleeveless cotton singlet, ski pants over his pants, no shoes. He had one cotton sock on his left foot and one wool sock on his right foot. It is hard to explain this uneven distribution. It could be that he had two socks on one foot and then later took one off to protect his other foot that was bare. It might have been someone's sock who was simply given, gave to him in a way of protecting a friend um, from a certain death. Mm -hmm. So that's... That minor cuts and bruises. Oh, here's a here's a fucking word. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Some. Metacarpophalangeal joints. So I'm pretty sure that's yeah. these, but I could be wrong. On the right hand had brown red bruises. This is common injury to in hand to hand fights. To get a better idea of the injury, just make a fist. This is the part of the hand you use to hit someone. So yes, okay, I'm looking it at is. It right now. I, I thought so. All right, you're looking at it right now. Yeah, I looked up a picture of metacarpal phalangeal joint. Gotcha. Uh, that works, and I will add that in the video, even though I just fucking showed you on my it's hand. Your fucking knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your goddamn knuckles. <laughs> Report conclusion: cause of death hypothermia. Later, Yuri Yurdin. Nah, I added an R. Later, Yuri Yudin will testify that the long-sleeved shirt found on the body of Igor Dyatlov 
was his, but he gave it to Doroshenko when he was departing. It would be logical to assume that Dietlov got it from the frozen body of Doroshenko after he had died. It's like, I'm going to get my fucking shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> His shirt? What do you mean? Didn't you say that... So Yuri gave it to... I misunderstood. Yeah, and then he took I it thought, off the dead body. I thought Dietlov oh. gave it to Yuri and then he took it back. No, yeah. Okay, I follow, I follow. It's all right. All right, all right. So we have... Oh, God. There's like none of these. this name I know. Zinada, Zineda? Zineda? Yes. Kolmogorov. 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 Okay, what do we got? Kolmogorova. Kolmogorova. There's an R there. All right. <laughs> Kolmogorova. I'm glad I don't have to say these names fucking like once. <laughs> All right. Uh, these are out of order. So she was... It was a she, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. She was found the furthest of the three. Okay. So she was found 2,070 feet from the cedar tree, face down, heading towards the tent. She, like I said, one of the ones in between. Sure. She was wearing two hats, a long sleeve undershirt, sweater, checkered shirt, and another sweater. That bitch was wrapped up. She was bundled. Cotton sports pants, trousers, ski pants, with three small holes at the bottom on the right trouser leg, and three pairs of socks. Two pairs were thin, then the then the third pair was woolen, and insoles inside, no footwear. She was wearing the brand. She was wearing a lot of fucking socks. Yeah. And they left the socks on her. Huh. huh. I'm huh. just uh, thinking. So, uh. okay, that still goes with my theory. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, no, she was the furthest, so nobody would. Okay, good. Multiple minor cuts and bruises. Report conclusion, cause of death, hypothermia. Yep. Medical examiners show that <laughs> was not sexually active at the time of her death. The fact is only relative to, one, the nature of the relationship between her and Dietlov, and two, if escaped prisoners were to blame for the crime, it's doubtful that they would have left the girls alone sexually. That got dark. Uh, yeah, they have the same. It's important. They have the same note for her, too. Uh, Dor- Doro. Uh, I, I need to look at the name to even try it. <laughs> so, anyways, she wasn't raped. Okay. Period. That's good. Rustem Slobodin. Slobodin? It's close. Slobodin. I'll give you credit for it. Half okay. Rustem Slobodin. There you go. Found 1,570 feet from the cedar tree, face down, heading towards the Trent. <laughs> Who's Trent? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Trent? <laughs> Where's Trent? How do you want He's better? the killer. What is Trent? <laughs> tent, tent, tent. <clears throat> he was wearing a long sleeve undershirt, a shirt, a sweater, two pairs of pants, four pairs of socks, and one felt boot on his right foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valenka is what they call it. So I'm not, I'm assuming it's for like cold weather. Sure. Um, felt boot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that was like a real one. Felt boot came up in the diary entry. Oh, yeah? There we go right here. There's a couple felt boots. The first... Oh, yeah. Never mind. No, go ahead. Uh, well, the first diary entry of the group. Uh-huh. Uh, where are my felt boots? Uh, asked Yuri Kravanashenko. Uh-huh. Kravanashenko. We didn't... He, he was one of the first ones dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, the Yuri's. The Yuri's. <laughs> so, sorry, just figured I'd share that. I wonder if that was one of his. That's what I. That's why I was wondering. 
um, hemorrhaging in the temporalis muscle, Mm -hmm. brownish red bruises on the upper eyelids to of the right eye with hemorrhaging under the underlying tissues, traces of blood discharge from the nose, bruised knuckles on both hands. Similar bruising is common with hand to hand fights, fracture of the frontal bone, six by 0.1 centimeters located 1.5 centimeters from the central search. I think it's this one right here. Mm-hmm. I don't know the skull um, that well mm-hmm. on the head. He yeah. fucking had a goddamn fracture on his head. I thought this was Zaneda. Huh? I thought this was Zaneda. No. This is. Sl- oh, rust up, rust. Yeah. Got it. That's why I was like, oh my God, they beat her? No. <laughs> <It's> horrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rust up. No, no. She had a worse fate. I know. <clears throat> Report conclusion. Cause of death, hyperthermia. His injury pattern is a reverse of what we would usually see in injuries suffered by a freezing man in the last minutes of his life. It looks as if Rustav, oh, I gave him a different name. <laughs> Rustam. Rustam. God damn it. How do you say it? Rustam. Oh, okay. Rustam. Fell repeatedly on his face as he was walking down the mountain. And every time he fell, he managed to hit the, sa- the side of his head. Rustam's body was in the, an icy bed from the hardening of the thawing snow. This means that the body fell. Yeah. This means that the body fell when relatively still warm and there was a noticeable heat exchange to the environment. So in other words, it sounds like someone just took his head and went, bam, bam, bam. I thought he fell down the mountain and hit his head every time. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> oh, <laughs> same spot, though. Nothing to the back of the head. Yeah. So that was Sir Rustum. Uh, now we have the den. The four that died in what they labeled as the den. The makeshift den they built. We're going to go with one you did. Ludubinina. Ah, Dubinina. Dubinina. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Dubinina. I'm not saying her first name. Yeah. Found in the den. Ludubinina. She was wearing a short-sleeved shirt, long-sleeved shirt, and two sweaters. One sweater belonged to Krivoshenko. Krivoshenko? Krivoshenko. Krivoshenko. One of the two bodies found beneath the cedar and later tested radioactive. Underwear, long socks, two pairs of pants, not plants. External pair was badly damaged by fire and subsequently ripped. Um, I think there was a photo of that before this incident even happened. Yes. A jacket and a pair of pants. So I don't think that has anything to do with anything. Uh, She also wore a small hat and two pairs of warm socks. A third sock was not paired in an attempt to preserve her foot, her feet, took off her sweater and cut it in two pieces. One half she wrapped around her left foot, another half she dropped unintentionally on the snow. I don't know how they they knew unintentionally she dropped it, but mm-hmm. I guess unintentionally. Be, it was probably assumed. Soft tissues is missing around the eyes, eyebrows, bridge of nose, and left cheekbone is partially exposed. Eyeballs are missing. Nose cartilage is broken and flattened. Soft tissues... Of the upper lips was missing. Uh, teeth and upper jaw is exposed. Tongue is missing. Ribs two, three, four, five are broken on the left and right side. Two fracture lines are visible. As well as the ribs six and seven on the left side broken. Massive hemorrhaging in the heart's right atrium. Report conclusion. 
cause of death, hemorrhaging into the right atrium of the heart, multiple fractured ribs, and internal bleeding. The medical records... I just get shamed a little... Get him! I turned southern. (laughs) (laughs) The medical records simply state that the tongue is missing. Uh, Someone... You're not going to have this name in there. I think it was the investigator or the coroner. I okay. Don't know which. Described missing hypoglossal, hypoglossal muscles as well as muscles of the floor of the mouth. It is noted that the stomach contained about 100 grams of dark brown mucus mass. Mucosal mass. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody keeps, or not everybody, but you see a lot of reports that it's 100 grams of blood mm-hmm. but it's a hundred grams of dark brown mucosal mass meaning uh if she ate recently and you know uh, swallowed some blood it could just be that mm-hmm. but i digress i'm not a medical expert mm. say anywhere about how the injuries were consistent with getting hit by a vehicle would you be patient <laughs> i'm not Sorry. done with her report <laughs> okay i'll cut it <laughs> Medical examination shows that Lydia was not sexually... I'm going to call her Lydia. <laughs> Lydia. Layuda. No, no, either. L-Y-U-D-A is what the report had. L-Y-U-D-M-I-L-A. Okay, well, Ludmilla. I'm just going what the fucking report said. Okay. Was not sexually active at the time of her death. The fact is only relative to the fact that she was not sexually assaulted. If it was, yeah, yeah. You get the point. All Same stuff. thing as the other one. Dubinina died 10 to 20 minutes after the trauma. She could have been... Conscious. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Her situation was one of complicated traumatic shock resulting from the bilateral rib fracture with subsequent internal hemorrhaging into the pleural cavity. Soft tissue injury to the head are post-mortem in changes, which putrefaction and decomposition, decomposition to Dubina's corpse, which was recently exposed to water prior to detection. So in other words, the missing eyes, tongue, all the missing skin on the face were post-mortem, mm-hmm. like an animal eating them mm. as the uh, um, snow was defrosting because mm. it was mm-hmm. what they said. That's a song. Wait, man. We'll talk about it later. That's a what? No, go ahead. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, I want to hear about it. I'll talk about it later. Probably won't. <laughs> Because it was all post-mortem. That's what animals do, scavengers do, is eat the eyes right. and all that. I'm curious now. I'm just saying, you're just assuming that the Soviet Union's autopsy reports are 100% accurate and honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are missing yeah things and stuff they gloss over that are like, well, this should have been more important than others. I'm not saying this death the wasn't, truth. This death wasn't hypothermia, but maybe the... Well, there was we'll some, let you get into it. I think there's one of them that says hypothermia. It's like... With no. all those... In- he broke yeah. his fucking neck. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I do get in some of it, but yeah. I still think it's... What, 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 um, all right. Something is all right. Simonia... Ah, oh, fuck it. Zolotarev. Zolotarev, right? Huh? Oh, Zolotarev. Zolotarev. Thank you. I, I, I was going We to... didn't talk about him at all in my episode. He, no, we didn't. They never mentioned him. <laughs> He's 37 years old. He was the oddball. <laughs> like this fucking old guy. That'd be like <laughs> me hanging out with you. Not really. <laughs> nope, not at all, actually. <laughs> I 
I'd be two years older. You'd be two. You'd be 28. Oh, I'd God, be, dissected you. Yeah, 28 to 37. Nah. God damn it. He was wearing two hats. He was wearing two hats, scarf, short. I'm guessing that's supposed to be shorts. A long sleeve shirt, black sweater, and a coal. Or how about a coat? With two upper buttons unbuttoned, underwear, two pairs of pants, and a pair of ski pants. A pair of socks and a pair of warm leather handmade shoes known as burka. He was wearing a lot to be dressed to the nines. <laughs> to, to have a death of hypothermia, if that's what the death is. Yeah. Uh, uh, his eyeballs are also missing. Missing soft tissue around the left eyebrow. Bone is exposed. Open wound on the right side of the skull with exposed bone. Flail chest, broken ribs, two, three, four, five, six on the right side. Two fracture lines on those as well. The den was a pretty warm place, and his clothes were sufficient enough to keep him warm and alive. Mm-hmm. He had a camera around his neck, but melting snow damaged the film. He was found holding a pen and notepad. Nothing was written on the notepad as he died before he was able to write. Notepad whereabouts still unknown. Mm-hmm. Patterns of injuries to... This dude and Dobina, Dobinina, are very similar to direction. Are very similar in direction and force, despite the difference in shape, height, and body composition of the two. I did that as in two sentences, but it was actually the same sentence. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, very similar. Okay. Patterns of injuries to Zolotarov and Dobinina are very similar in direction. And force, despite the difference in shape, height, and body composition of the two. This would suggest that whatever caused these injuries was not a single uniformed event. Report conclusion. Cause of death, injuries. Okay. Both Zolotarov and Dobinina had hemorrhaging into the cardiac muscle with hemorrhaging into the pleural cavity. Which is evidence of them being alive when injuries well, not injuries, when injured, and as a result of the action of a large force, these wounds, especially especially appearing in such a way without any damage to the soft tissue of the chest, are very similar to the type of trauma that results from the shock wave of a bomb. Alexander Kolovatov. Sorry, I was just... Kolovatov. Um, I was looking at... Um, where you got your from, and I was looking at the pictures that uh-huh. have of the bodies as you were going through. Yeah. Shit's, yeah. shit's wild. Yeah, I got to look at that. Thanks. That was, that was so great. It was wonderful. Dude's frozen right into the ground, huh? It, well, it was fucking freezing, man. Well, yeah. Damn, that den was... Mm-hmm. That den was dent. It was dent? It was deep. It was very deep. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was in the ground. Yes. Anyway. So... Alexander Kolvatov. Is that close enough? I'll say it's close enough. I'll give you credit. Kolvatov, Kolvatov, whatever. It was also found in the den. He was wearing a shirtless shirt. (laughs) Shirtless. (laughs) Sorry, sleeveless. He was wearing a sleeveless shirt, long sleeved shirt, sweater, fleece sweater, and ski jacket with a zipper found unzipped, which is strange for a person who died of hypothermia. Yep. Shorts, light pants. Ski pants and another pair of canvas pants. Canvas pants. No shoes, but did have knitted woolen socks with slight fire damage 
with a light sack underneath. The waistband of his sweater and the lower parts of his trousers were tested radioactive as well. Mm. Lack of soft tissue around eyes, eyebrows are missing, skull bones are exposed. Deformed neck, in other words, his neck was broken. Uh, wound behind ears and possibly a broken nose. Cause of death, result of low temperature. Didn't even say hypothermia, it just said result of low temperature. Yeah, that's... I broke my neck. Oh, I'm going to You got it. <laughs> based, you got it. <laughs> based on the examination of the body of Mr. K, I, <laughs> I think that his death was a result of low temperature. The injuries that appear on his body in the area of his head, defects in the soft tissue and the bath skin are the result of post-death changes to the body, which was located in water for some time before it was found. The cause of death of so-and-so was through <laughs> violence. Yeah, that was in the report. I have no clue which was which, though. Great. It said, cause of death, result of low temperature. And then later in this paragraph, unless it's written by somebody else, was cause of death for Mr. K was through violence. Very confusing. See, the low temperatures beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. It broke mm -hmm. his fucking neck. Now we got the three names on, bitch. You know those guys are always serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> Nikolai Chabot Brignol. Nay. I don't know. I was getting the eggs. It's not a fancy. Brignole. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Last guy found in the den. Yep. Last person found in the den. He was wearing a canvas fur hat and home-knitted wool hat, a shirt, a woolen sweater, worn inside out, and a fur jacket on a... Shit. Worn inside out, and a fur jacket on a sheepskin, woolen gloves... Full, fur jacket on a sheepskin. That's what it said. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> woolen gloves were found on the in the right pocket. He was wearing underwear, sweatpants, cotton socks, and ski pants. Hand-knitted woolen socks and a pair of felt boots, again. Russian winter shoes, perfect for Siberian cold. That's what I wrote. I must have missed it up there and wrote down the first, second one. Ah, gotcha. Multiple fractures to the temporal bone with extension to the frontal and siphonoid bone. It's up here. Mm -hmm. I think it might be wrong. I think it could so. be wrong. It's been a while. Bruises on the upper lip on the left side and hemorrhaging on the lower forearm. Report conclusion, cause of death was a result of a closed commutative, C-O-M-M-I-N-U-T-E-D, common, common, I'm out here. Commonuted fracture. Yeah, pressure fracture. That is going to be a type of broken bone. Oh, shit. Okay. Cause of death. Okay, go ahead. A bone refers to a bone that is broken in at least two places. Okay. Cause of death. Death was a result of... You got another one? <laughs> Commonated <laughs> fractures are caused by severe traumas like car accidents. Okay. That's it for me. <laughs> okay. I was waiting. <laughs> I think this is the one where it says car accident. Anyways, I love it because I can see you in the camera. So every time you make a face now or put your finger up, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Report conclusion. Cause of death... Death was a result of a closed commuted, commuted pressure fracture, at least two fractures, whatever, in an area of the base and vault of the cranium 
with a prolific amount of bleeding under the meanings and brain matter meanings. Oh my God. Like, I don't know if this is a translation issue or if that's an actual word. (laughs) Meanings. And brain matter while under low temperature. Uh, M-E-N-I-N-G-E-S. Is that an actual word? Uh, three layers of um, three layers of membranes known as meninges protect the brain and spinal cord. Uh, oh, okay, all right, all right. The delicate inner layer is of pia <laughs> matter. I, you know, matter. I don't know it, um, much detail. It protects the brain, right? Yeah. It keeps it from moving all around that well. Much? Sure. Okay, that sounds good. So. Cranium with a prolific amount of bleeding under that layer yeah. and brain matter under while under low temperatures. The extensive, depressed, multi-splintered, broken fornix and base of the skull fracture could be a result of an impact of an automobile moving at high speed. This kind of trauma could have occurred if TB had been <sighs> thrown and fallen and hit his head against rocks, ice, etc., by a gust of wind, strong wind. I don't know about that one, by the gust of strong wind one, but... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that one I question, but the hitting the head on rocks and ice, I can, I could see, you know, like if they were... Well, after the trauma, TB would have had a severe concussion. That is, he... <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm Tuberculosis. <laughs> that is, he would have been in an unconscious state. Moving him would have been difficult, and close to the end, movement would not have been possible. I believe he would have... Not I, this is the mm-hmm. person. Okay. I believe he would not have been able to move even if he had been helped. He could only have been carried or dragged. He could have shown signs of life for two to three hours after injury. Fuck. That's a long fucking death. That is. That's a yeah, long... yeah. I mean, then, then you might say he died of the cold, but mm-hmm. that's a long day. What happened to Andrews? There's no cars flying out there. Nope, no, there isn't. That was in the den, by the way. Yes, all the traumatic, really bad injuries happened in the den. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened in that den? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Dietlov Pass Den is one of the key issues in the whole Dietlov Pass incident. On one hand. It clearly shows the members of the party were sane enough to do anything in their power to survive. On the other hand, it is still unclear on why their attempts didn't work. A number of the members found in the den sustained lethal injuries. The medical examiner said the injuries were caused by a fall or compared it to a car crash. Injuries were inflicted while they were still alive and not by another person. So what happened? Uh, no knife was ever found. Uh-huh. Um, three articles of clothing were found to be abnormally radioactive. There's a photo. My note says the photo. So oh. the photo is there's a photo of it's like at night and there's a light. That's basically it. So everybody's saying, it's talking a, about. Talking everybody's about. saying that it's a uh, UFO. Yes. Um, criminal investigation concluded with the statement, the cause of death was an unknown compelling force which the hikers were unable to overcome. Well, what is an unknown compelling force? According to them, hypothermia. <laughs> and 
cold and low temperature. 2019 avalanche conclusion. In 2019, the Russian government opened an investigation to finally resolve the mystery. They concluded that the hikers were driven from their tents into deadly conditions as a result of an avalanche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, as we discussed, uh, the signs of an avalanche were not present when they found the tent. Um, I'll get into all the avalanche theories and the theories. Researchers have never documented an avalanche in the area of the camp and the native um, tribe. Yeah, thank you. Nancy? Mancy. Mancy, yeah. Oh. Mancy tribe um, also said that they never have witnessed an avalanche in that area. Mm-hmm. Scientists question, though, if the slopes were even steep enough for an avalanche and the absence of any ev- evidence, sorry, of there being an avalanche. One scientist flew a drone over the area and created a 3D map of, the, uh, of its stepped terrain. Avalanches do not generally occur at angles less than 30 degrees. With exceptions. And the drone the drone map showed many steps were close to or exceeding 30 degrees. So the steepness of it uh-huh. was steep enough for an avalanche in certain areas. So slope degrees were right and in the right conditions. An avalanche could be covered up in hours. Uh, they were saying, um, I was reading it. It was saying that uh, the weather with the wind and the snow could cover up the uh, evidence of an avalanche within an hour or two. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that cover up the tent then? Right. Anyway, like Footsteps, tent. Exactly. All that, yeah. As shown in an expedition that researched the past in January, 63 years after the incident, they encountered brutal weather, lashing winds, severe snowdrifts, and temperatures skiing to negative Sinking, not skiing. (laughs) They were skiing. (laughs) Sinking to negative 25 degrees Celsius, making it difficult even to operate a camera. But the team was able to record traces of a slab avalanche, which the wind made. Practically invisible after less than an hour. Huh. That was 63 years later, but still same area, same thing. Yeah. My question is still, that's me talking now. Okay. My question is still, if it was an avalanche, why did they walk so damn calmly and organized away from the tents? Why were their footprints still visible if there was an avalanche? And also, why wasn't the tent completely buried and had more than, uh, was it 10 centimeters yeah, of snow on it? Right. I don't believe it's a fucking avalanche. I don't either. If you couldn't tell. I don't either. I know. I, I'm going to be curious. Now we're in theories. Okay. I'm curious to see what you think it is. I'm not going to even guess, but it's not going to be the same theory I have. I'll tell you what. You're going to be disappointed. Why? Oh, I have a theory. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Give me your thoughts then. There are a numerous amount of theories out there. Yes. Uh, I couldn't cover them all, and I didn't cover them all. I just covered about five, one of them being my own. <clears throat> Yeti. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeti. Don't yeah. touch my Yeti. That's right. We need a Yeti for old Betty. I tried to rhyme, but he's not <laughs> Betty. He's a little squatch. Many documents remain unclassified and some details more vague. Is this a cover-up? One of the last photos taken shows a mysterious humanoid creature person in the trees. Was this a Russian Yeti stalking its prey? I'm glad you talked about this picture. Yeah? I just talked about it. That was it. That's it? Yeah, I mean, it's just a person behind a 
like coming out of a tree. All right, all right. Uh, it's going to be in the video if you're watching. I'll obviously. elaborate if you don't have anything else on it. Go ahead, tell more about it. So, in the frames before and after. Oh, I didn't look at frames before and after. It's definitely Nikolai, I think, if that's the right person. But you can see whoever, I think it's Nikolai, wearing the same thing. Yeah. But he's just farther ahead than he was before. Could the photo just be a, one of the hikers? And why would a Yeti stalk the group of nine and kill them without any reason, like food? I'll tell you what, that picture, though, it is kind of creepy looking. The picture is creepy. I will 100% admit it. <laughs> Yeah. He's in the background, just a dark figure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure that's the same day that he fell into the creek. Some bitch was not having a good day. Oh. All right. He was like, fucking get that camera off me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I'll go out here. <laughs> I said, stop. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> UFO. Mm-hmm. All right. Around the time of their disappearance, multiple people, uh, three soldiers, Two different hiking groups, just to name a few, uh, claim to have seen UFOs in the form of orbs. They would be moving across the night sky at night, lighting it up. The very last picture taken with one of the cameras looks like some sort of light taken in the night. Unclear what the light source is and could simply be a fire, a flashlight, or maybe a UFO. Uh, with that, all that said... If there was a UFO, why would they cut the tent open from the inside and go outside to where the UFO was? Well, don't you want to see it up close? I wouldn't want to ruin my fucking shelter. <laughs> I, to know, see. I know, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. Were they murdered? Well, I didn't get into that. I just listed it. <laughs> <laughs> Avalanche. Uh, we already kind of covered this. Uh-huh. I'm going to just cover it again. Did they flee the tent <laughs> in fear of an avalanche, cut the side to get out in a rush, as not everyone could quickly leave the exit slash entrance? Problem with me, for me, is the footprints being calm and organized in a straight line seems to suggest that they weren't fleeing from the scene from an imminent, in, imminent danger. Also, why wouldn't they just return to the tent after they realized that there wasn't an avalanche? Ryan had a theory that he told me the other day. And okay. I can't remember what it was, so I texted him and asked him. Gotcha. Well, I'll be interested. Uh, the non-supernatural slash crime theory. So it's not supernatural. It's not a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four of the bodies found in the den were damaged due to melting snow, radioactive clothing. Under a normal circumstance, an area of 150 cubic centimeters, around about uh, 4 foot 11 cubic centimeters, whatever, inches squared. Uh, could ex- <laughs> four foot eleven inches squared? I know. Shut up! <laughs> I just realized it as I was saying it. All right. Sorry. It's fifty-seven inches squared. Okay. So okay. around an area, an area of about fifty-seven inches squared <laughs> should not exceed five thousand dpm, which is disintegration per minute. Disintegration is per minute. Only three articles of clothing equaled or exceeded that limit, which was. One was 5,000, one was 5,600, and one was 9,900 DPMs. Uh-huh. Report says the clothes were contaminated as radioactive dust fell from the... This is what the report says. Sorry. I think I just said that, but maybe... You, you did. If I didn't elaborate, I'm going to say the report says. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I got to differentiate what I'm saying and what they're saying. That's all. The clothes were contaminated as radioactive dust fell from the atmosphere, or the clothes fe- were susceptible to contamination when in contact with radioactive substances. Uh, keep in mind, Kolotov, Kolotov, oh, fuck me. 
They're both K's too. I can't say Mr. K. <laughs> Kolvatov previously worked at a facility developing nuclear material, and Kravashenko previously worked at the top at a top secret plutonium production plant for nuclear weapons. The three articles of clothing belong to these two. That's that's true. Yeah. So it doesn't really strike me that odd as they might have some radioactiveness to them. Coughing up blood can also be a result um, of uh, smoke inhalation. That's right. So coughing up blood, you know, you see in the mouth and in Uh the nose, could be a result of smoke inhalation. Uh, Scavengers ate the eyes and tongue post-mortem. That's a theory. Uh So one was a fact and one was a theory. Uh, You you guys ready for story time? Here we go. I'm going to paint you a picture. Okay. I'm not going to paint it real well because uh, I was fucking tired when I wrote this. Uh Uh-huh. So hopefully it makes coherent sense because I was like, oh, I got to get this in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your theory? This is my theory. All right. So let me guess. No, no. Let me. Don't you guess. I was going to say it was a jet ski accident. (laughs) No. Jesus Christ. It was an airplane accident. (laughs) They were Tom Cruise, you know, Mission Impossible style and trying to get into an airplane. Fucked up. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my theory goes they were cooking one night in the tent, all relaxing, getting ready for a nice winter's nap. Were they singing? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> God. The stove and vent. Well, here's, here's the problem. There's two theories I have, and I couldn't decide between the two. So you have the two members sure. that had the... Fist um, injuries. Injuries, thank you. Injuries like they were having a fight. Uh, So I have two theories. Both of them resolve around the same thing, but how it starts is different. Okay. Stove, vent. The stove and vent. So one of them is the suspended stove and vent fell or dumped while they were in the tent, causing the tent to fill with smoke. In an attempt to vent the smoke, they cut holes in the side of the smoke. An attempt to vent the smoke. <laughs> they cut holes in the side of the tent, small holes in the side of the tent, but the smoke was too much and they had to bail. Maybe exclamation for some of the burns on the bodies and skin. Clothes is what I meant to say. Skin and clothes. <laughs> Once outside, they collected their thoughts and remained calm as evidence from the... Oh, let me tell you the other way. Okay. The other way is the two that had the... It was Dyatlov and I can't remember the other one. I'm sorry. They had the... um. Yuri. Fighting, was it Yuri? I thought so. I think you might be right. The second Yuri, the longer K one. Uh, fir- <laughs> actually, it's the third Yuri. The first oh, one's back home. You're right. There were three, <laughs> three Yuri's. Uh, okay, so they got into a fight in yeah. the scuffle. They knocked down the stove, okay. knocked it down on uh, one of the people's legs. I can't remember the names, so I'm not even gonna try. Okay. Which happened to be the burn, which then the person punched the fucking stove off their I think fucking that was the other Yuri. Leg. To be honest with you. <laughs> no, that was in the den. That was. It doesn't fucking matter who it was, okay? okay? The theory isn't who got fucking burned by what, <laughs> okay? Just they were fighting, making sure you knocked over the stove, <laughs> n- knocked over the stove, yeah. filled up the smoke. With, okay. Our tent was smoke, like okay. I said. Anyways, yeah. once outside, they collected their thoughts and remained calm, as evident from the organized and calm manner of the footprints. And they decided to seek the closest, next best shelter because. They thought the tent was on fire. 
in the woods was the next shelter I was writing, so they went to the smoke. As the smoke may have caused them to think the tent was on fire. I should really just read the fucking theory and, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Once outside, they collected their thoughts, remained calm, as evidence from the organizer and calm manner of footprints. footprints. And they decided to seek the closest best shelter, the woods. As the smoke may have caused them to think the tent was on fire. Once at the woods, they gathered wood and cut branches for a small fire to keep warm, as some were very vastly underdressed from their rushed exit from the tent. And the temperature at the time was estimated to be around negative 22 degrees Celsius, which was cold. Uh, Once the fire was built, the more dressed individuals split. Three went to check the tent and unfortunately died one by one on their way to the tent. After a short time, the two undressed individuals sadly passed, and the remaining four took uh, took some of their clothes and added the took some of their clothes for added warmth. Jesus, words work. <laughs> they placed the two bodies together and covered them in a show of respect and care. Mm-hmm. Now, going over the autopsies again. I think the two bodies died first, and then they traveled out because I think it was one of the ones, the one that was the furthest from the tent, or from the tree closest to the tent, had one of the articles from the other guy. So you think they were passing? So them? I think what happened was no. I think what happened is the two Whoever guys made it farthest died. was two guys died first, uh-huh. and then the three left. I forgot that little tidbit that one of them had clothes from the other guy. So. Mm-hmm. It's just a little switch of the theory, but still the same. Um, or the other thing is they all split after the two died. They decided to split and divide and conquer. Maybe these four went to look for shelter. Mm-hmm. Those three went back to see if the tent was salvageable. Mm-hmm. Sadly, little did they know. None of them made it. Yeah. The four then, the other four then wandered the opposite direction of the tent in an effort to either find better shelter or more supplies. As they were walking, they happened to cause a small avalanche into a small ravine where they sustained their injuries and sadly soon passed from those injuries. The ravine was deep enough. It was 16 feet down, I think they said, if I remember from earlier in the episode. 16 feet down, which is far enough to cause significant injuries, especially in the cold, especially depending on what was at the bottom of the ravine, if it was rocks or not. They were... Some of them were found in the creek. Yeah. So that's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. I didn't I didn't deliver it as good as I thought I would. Like I said, I wrote it really late and I, I realized I realized I had to add some words in there. You don't give yourself enough credit. I give myself a lot of credit, but not when I'm fucking tired of shit after seventeen hours of working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much credit in myself. Now, with all that said, Lennon. I would love to hear what you think. Or your theories over anything you got, man. I'll tell you what, I do like your theory. I'll give you credit. That's a great theory. Mm-hmm. That's sound. It explains things. Um, where Didn't explain things as best as I wanted it to. Where did the den uh, construction come into place in your theory? They didn't do a den construction. They fell into an avalanche, into a hollow... De- like they fell into a crevasse, a ravine, where they were found. They were found in a ravine, not a den. Well, what's the den that they built? Uh, I never said they built a den. They just labeled it as the den. Ah, they constructed, I thought. Anyway, 
Well, if they I like could, your listen, theory. Listen, if it turned out that they constructed a den, then that blows that theory out of the water. It's still stand by the other four well, deaths, or five deaths, but those four I couldn't well, explain. Well, they could have fallen after they built the den. Yeah. I mean, they still would have had to have a hell of a... Maybe they lost track of where they built this den, and it collapsed in. But sure. Either way, that explains some of the injuries. I'm not saying that's the... I know. I, I, I'd like that. I just... It makes sense. Trying to think rationally. Because um, I don't think any... A Yeti, a UFO, an avalanche, a murder, like all these things, like there was no... Like, yeah. Most of them died legitimately of hypothermia. Right. So if it's a murder, then I, I'm very confused by that. I, you just, you murder them by hypothermia? You, you've, got, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a good theory there. Uh, I... Definitely don't agree with you. It's not the other things, really. Um, coming from us, you know, yeah. paranormal and cryptid lovers, alien fans and stuff. Like I tell people on Facebook all the time, just because we talk about it doesn't mean we 100% believe it. Listen exactly. to the damn episodes. <laughs> I, I make the right. episodes. Do I need to listen to it? <laughs> well, you listen to it, and so do I. Um, I always wondered if there was some kind of, like, secret Soviet military operation going on somewhere near there, and they might have stumbled too close to something. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, you've got the Mansi people out there. Mm-hmm. You think they would have. So that was something I always wondered about. Yeah. But. So I, I didn't think it was Special Force or whatever the fuck they're called. Stalin's secret police. Exactly. Because, um, like you said, the, the Mansi people live out there. Wouldn't they have stories of right. KGB being there or whatever? Right. Also, I didn't think it was the Mansi people because, again, it just. Other than the four that looked like they went into a fucking car crash, nothing yeah. really was too outlandish and unexplainable. How many, Fresh my memory, I'm yes. sorry. How many of those four had what was classified as severe trauma? Uh, I think... To the chest or they, whatever. Was it all four? I thought it was all four had severe trauma. Okay. A couple worse than others, like the broken neck. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> I think three of them had broken ribs. Mm-hmm. Two of them had one... One location of a crack, and one of the guys had two locations for a crack. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you are? Okay. Yes. Broken neck. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That fractured, fucked up skull. Yeah. Again, if you fall on a rock in the right spot, I fell on a rock. I fell on a rock and hit my shin, and I was only like six feet up. My (laughs) shin is fucked since then. (laughs) Just saying. Like, it doesn't take as much, especially in the cold. I. I don't know if there's any science to cold and actually being more brittle, but maybe uh, Orion's theory. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go with a little uh, call in or right. a uh, write in. Write in Orion. His theory is the avalanche that the blows to the chest or head was of ice or snow packed tight, also running out of their tents without clothes due to due to taking layers off to sleep. Also, they took clothes from the dead due to theirs being buried in snow. Those animals may have encountered the dead and tried to eat their corpses due to the attached and thrashes. Okay, so far so good. Uh, A little bit of grammatical errors there. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, avalanche. Is he saying avalanche? He thinks the avalanche made them flee out of their tent quickly and... From what you've said, I guess the possible one to fit his theory would be that, what's that one, the quick one, where they could di- the traces disappear within an hour? Oh, the uh, uh, slab. Slab avalanche. one. Uh, 
he so he thinks that that, that made them run out of their tents quickly, and then maybe within that first hour they couldn't find they couldn't find the tent and stuff, and then they got fucked out there. Okay. Uh, it still doesn't. He also doesn't they, know all of the evidence he as presented. Um, <laughs> would be a case here. <laughs> dong dong. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Also, the tent not being covered, but like you said, he doesn't know all the facts. Stuff. Now I wonder, sixteen feet under, if they made this den and it was sixteen feet under to keep yeah. warm and all that stuff. That's a lot of fucking snow. If that collapsed on them, could that have caused the same injuries? Question: I don't know. Because now that I think about it. a lot of fucking it, snow. Yeah. Think about how heavy a shovel full of snow is when you're shoveling. Right. Yeah, 16 feet times square, however much. How high was the... How the, far the den? It, yeah. How far did it yeah, fall? So there's another thing. Maybe the den collapsed on them and they got fucked. Now, that would yeah. be a shitty way to die, but... Yeah, he. that's what he was saying is that if you got hit by the avalanche or buried under it, that could cause that trauma is what he was saying possible so we have a couple le- uh, legitimate theories i still think it was uh, some kind of outside force but what and i think the soviets didn't release all the damn information in those autopsies possible but i can only go with what's there exactly so can i and that's why i rule this inconclusive <laughs> oh we're always going to rule it inconclusive unless oh, yeah. there's hardcore facts i'm right. just giving what i think Oops. I know, what I didn't I say you were wrong. No, no, I, I could be. I could be right, I could be wrong. I'm just trying to think logically with the evidence. It does I was make sense, yes. Reading, because I, I just don't understand why they'd leave the tent in a hurry right. for any outside force. Um, here is my only hang-up about it. Of course. Um, why wouldn't that get ruled instantly Is that's what happened? You know I, I don't mean? know. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe we're better investigators than 1959 uh, Russian... People. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't want to say people, but whoever the hell was investigating this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some wild shit. I don't, I, it just feels logical to me. Maybe that's why it's wrong. Does <laughs> yeah. that make sense? Yeah, for our for our interest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it's wrong. I should be thinking something else. It's UFOs. The fucking aliens came down. Thank you. For some reason they ran out of the tent. We're not going to try to cover that. See, they <laughs> landed on four of them. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where you guys don't? You're underdressed. Where are you going? Oh, shit. <laughs> now they're gone. Yeah, well, we better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Time to turn tail and scurry. Wait, wait, wait. We need to get rid of the four bodies. You're right. Let's put them under here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put them under here. It's, it's horrible. People died. <laughs> it is. I'm not picking on the people dying. I'm trying to make a joke somewhere else. You son of a bitch. Give them the outro. <sighs> oh, we're hitting the outro. No, no. Do you have any other thoughts? No. Or they give the outro. <laughs> Why make the people wait? Well, ladies and gentlemen, squatches and dead men. Dead. They tell no tales. <laughs> uh, avalanche dwelling. The Yeti. Stove Fucking fires. Yetis. Just say Yetis. <laughs> yetis. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and Yetis today. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions, you can do so by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and on our YouTube channel. Links are in the show notes. Let us know what your theories are. Yes, what happens please. to those trek hikers, expeditioners, skiers. All the above. If you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch. And would like to support us, join us. Join our Patreon. <laughs> I'd like to support us. Join us. The door's right here. <laughs> join our Patreon to get bi-weekly bonus shows. 
Discounts on merch, exclusive Patreon-only content, and lots more to come for you okay. to enjoy. Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning and drop us a five-star rating mm-hmm. or review. We love hearing from you, and this helps us to grow and bring you more content for you to enjoy. We love hearing from you as long as it's not trying to you know, tell us we can have one point. Eight million dollars put in our securely put in our bank account. So yeah, that, no solicitors, please. <laughs> okay, thank you, Colonel. Whatever the fuck your name was, don't Me? do it again. Now you, oh, no, the email like, we the got. Hell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking deleted that shit real quick. Yeah. <laughs> with serious emails only. Yes, please. <laughs> or joke ones, but you if you want to seriously joke with us, I like jokes. I like jokes. Yeah. I love comments on the Facebook. You know, joking, but then they they get repetitive when we're talking about. Yet laws pass, and you're commenting about Sasquatch and how it's bullshit, and it's like, dudes, come on. <laughs> We're more than just our title. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. No, thanks. I just I, thought about this. We well, didn't do uh, Sasquatch in the 30s. Wow. We forgot. We forgot old sassy. I'm sorry, buddy, because next week is Ancient Aliens. Yes, it is. Look forward to that, folks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Join us next Monday for our next incredible Ancient Aliens episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's causing avalanches today. Peace. See ya. Perfect timing. You must be London. Ready? Ready Perfect. to see everybody? Good, Anakin. Now I gotta try and figure out how to edit out the fucking cup. <laughs> Excuse me, that was a burp. <laughs> the remaining members of the party, this is bodies, were another. Oh, the remaining parties of. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna reread that line because I ducked up on a lot of words and I got hey. real confused. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go, go get your juicy juice. We have the whole footprints section coming up here. <laughs> yes! Went for like... the stove. So passive-aggressive. <laughs> <clears throat> Shit. I joked. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> Always. This is a disaster. <laughs> Court's not long enough, and I don't want to move anything. You yell at me when I do that. Boom! Right on the ones and twos. <laughs> I forgot how to talk at the end of that episode when it was my turn. But God damn it. I threw my bottle. <laughs> Just for the end bottle. credits. Oh, peace. Done. Done.